0: about managing your brain in a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, what could be better? And yes, I, uh, when the pandemic first started, I did um, conversations with other women about managing how they're managing during this crisis. And it just continues. And I wanna revisit this with a focus on how we can all manage our minds. Because I see so many mismanaged brains at the moment, and it's really hard to watch. It's actually heartbreaking to watch for me. Um, and and understanding that when we feel out of control, when we feel like we don't have any agency, any ability to direct what is happening in our lives, we Act out of control, we flail, we, we throw temper tantrums um, because of that toddler part of our brain that's like, oh no, not on my watch are we going to have a pandemic and have to change. And so I really want to talk to you today about five things. So I really want you to understand what your brain is designed to do and why our brains or your brain tends to lie about your safety. I also want to discuss or want you to consider what happens in your brain when you experience stress and, and looking at the habitual patterns that you might have developed or created over the years. And then really what occurs when you change your stories about how you then manage change, how you manage stress how you manage yourself in a pandemic, and then one thing you can do today to manage your brain so i 'm so excited and i 'm coming to you from a new location for those of you that are listening um, as a podcast. you cannot tell but i'm i 'm in a very luxurious spot um, a, an office space we our air conditioning compressor went out. You never know when you will need to change your ideas. You never know when you're going to need to change what's going to happen for the day or your experience or uh, like, you just don't know what your circumstances will be and you can't control them. I cannot decide that we don't, have our air conditioner break and it gets up to 83 in our degrees in our house, or I cannot control whether a pandemic breaks out. I just can't. But what I can do is manage my brain around the changes that are happening to me. I can manage my thoughts about what I am being called to do and my reactions to the pandemic to not having air conditioning. So here I am just coming to you, talking about change, talking about our brains in real ways because we're all called towards this. Um, And I just want you to know that. And so yes, like my work is, is, is really driven by my passion to help people learn about their brains to change their lives, right? And I love to translate the current research, what we now know from the world of psychology and developments to help women, children, and a few good men to find the tools and tips to hack their brains and their lives. So I always said, in the beginning of the pandemic, I said this, and then I thought, well, that isn't very kind. I kept saying, I was designed to do this work. When you are trained in behavioral modification, when you are trained in cognitive behavioral interventions, and as a coach, you're like, I'm ready for this. And not only that, um, with my health crisis um, a, a while back and being in the hospital and then not being able to go out in public because I couldn't, you know, do all the things, walk and my face was funny. I like know what it's like. I felt all of these feelings and was able to process them just before everybody else. So I had a leg up. So I'm here to help you and really help you think about your brain. And, and, and the way you respond and the, the patterns and, and the, what you see in one area of your life is most likely what you see in other areas of your life. Okay? So first, let's go over what your brain is designed to do. We know your brain is is this miraculous thing. And no one teaches us about it unless you took brain and behavior or like you studied it in in high school or college and you're trying to remember and so much has changed. That is the crazy thing. Like what I, in 2003, when I was in my first, um, I think it was even 2000 in my brain and behavior course and then I took it again and then I took it in graduate school. And then I, every so much has changed with the, with the uh, you know, new technologies and functional MRIs, and, like, we know so much more. And when we take that information to know about, learn about our brains, we're like, wait, wait a minute. Okay, so, so when we now know what we know about our brains, then we can manage our brain. And so when we haven't been taught about how to manage our brains. We're, we're just left trying to make it up. And I want that to stop today. So we know that we can rewire our brains to change. We can at any time. We now know our uh, this concept of neuroplasticity and everything. Like we can create new neural networks, new neural pathways at any point to change our patterns, our patterns, our habits, the, the, the actions we take. And we understand that we have this part of our brains, the primitive part of our brain, the old part of our brain. And I, look, I even have the, my, my brain model. It was here, I didn't know I had left it. Um, this part of our brain, is designed to look for danger. It's the old part of our brain. It's designed to keep us safe. It's always scanning the environment. You, you know, we had to look for lions that would come and tigers and bears. And, oh my, you can tell I'm from Kansas, um, from the Wizard of Oz, but we were designed to look for danger in all the areas. So our brains are still doing that. And they're still like, oh, the pandemic is a danger. Any change is danger. So we don't understand that our brains are doing what they're designed to do. But we now have a new part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, that helps us manage and really. It's um, one of the uh, 11 executive functions of the prefrontal cortex is an executive function of metacognition, thinking about your thinking. So you're able to see what that, I always say it's like the negative Nancy part of your brain is telling you. And then your prefrontal cortex is really like, calm down. This is really not a true danger. You're this, this negative part of your brain is giving you messages, telling you sentences that it is indeed fact, really dangerous and really, um, and, and you are able to then use your brain to say, oh, we've got a new system we're running. This isn't a big deal. But when we don't see that our brain is designed to do this and we're not able to then manage this interaction between the different parts of our brain, we feel out of control. And we feel it necessary to listen to those messages of fear. Listen to those messages that you need to stay safe. And we also know this about our brain, that any change, any change at all, is your brain is going to send you a signal like this isn't safe. So what we do with cognitive behavioral interventions is to really wire in the belief that we are safe and that we understand how to change bit by bit and and supply that your brain anchor thought to really move forward in, in belief and in safety so oftentimes we're like, our brains are sabotaging us. And you guys know I have a webinar this week about the five ways your brain, you sabotage your life. And I'll just summarize it. I mean, it's very fascinating to see all the ways, all of the things that we're doing now that we don't know is actually sabotaging our lives. Yes. But really, we do this because we don't understand about our brain. And that stops right now. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. And and when we know this, when we know that that negative Nancy is just giving us, just giving us right, messages about what could be dangerous, but it's not really danger. We can change, change the relationship with our, with our circumstances, with all of our thoughts. And here's what often happens. I will have women come to me, children come to me from, you know, from my work in educational therapy and cognitive behavioral interventions with real anxiety, generalized anxiety, panic disorders. And yes, I, I talk a lot about like, the, the, the chemicals and the chemistry and the biochemical reactions that are at play and, it's, and it, the, when we've wired in patterns of anxiety, what that means. But I'm not, I'm not gonna go into that. I think in three weeks I've recorded, um, or maybe four, I've recorded um, a video and a podcast about anxiety. But what I want to say to you right now is anxiety is just that, that loud part of your brain trying to keep you safe. And you don't have to listen to those messages. You don't. And you can rewire new thoughts, new emotions, new actions, and new results in your brain today and every day here on out. So I really, um, what we see happening in this pandemic or in any crisis, is people just w- live in that fear, and that fear becomes the only thing they can hear. You know, it was really taken by um, conversations around when the pandemic first started, and then I've been hearing them again, that people aren't getting their work done because they're consumed by their emotions of anxiety or they're consumed by their thoughts about what's gonna happen or thoughts they're reading the news. And it was really interesting to me because when we don't understand that this part of our brain supplying us information that is not factual, we're gonna believe it. I mean, people are believing it. So they're, of course, they're not able to work. And that doesn't have to be your story. It really doesn't. And and I also think that the newness of the pandemic has worn off. Yes, but now we're seeing increased cases. So it's becoming, it's like, it's happening again. And so we're all on high alert. We're all activated by this, 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 these messages. And we also have to understand that our brain is manufacturing a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress about the coronavirus or anything else really and, and it's just doing its job. So you're like, okay, I got it. It hasn't malfunctioned, but it's not your whole brain. It's one part of your brain that's doing this. And a lot of my work is helping people understand that prefrontal cortex. And in the Courageous Life Society, we, one of my sweet members taught us, like, we're tapping. We're like, hey, prefrontal cortex, let's wake up. Let's, let's do some rational thought here. And uh, the second point that I wanted to discuss is why our brains lie to us about safety issues. I think I really, like, we just know. Our brains are just doing what they do. And here's what we also, um, I, I do a lot of exploration for people in these, these cognitive distortions a fancy term from cognitive Behavioral Interventions, right? Um, but really, like, we're looking at like, are, are, is this black or white thinking? All or nothing thinking? What's happening? Are we like um, making the problem bigger in our minds? What does that mean? Why would we do that? What we also do is look at the thoughts that you've probably felt before about your safety And knowing that you might not have always felt safe in the past. And what does that mean to you? So when you have a thought, you know, it's always back to our thoughts and emotions. About like, am I safe? Am I going to be safe? I've never been safe. And that emotion comes up for you. And you take action that is frantic overreaction or misaligned lack action or inaction. So I want you to think about that. And really, are because of this idea of cognitive bias, confirmation bias, right, people will only look for confirmation of what they already believe. So either your brain is looking for messages out there in the world that say, coronavirus, a pandemic is a big deal. Or your brain is looking for messages that says, coronavirus is not a big deal and it's a hoax. So I I really want you to think about allowing yourself, like what if you got to choose what you think about this coronavirus thing? And you don't have to stay fixed in what is safe or what you've thought before, that you can change your brain. And so sometimes, you know, we'll see people, you'll see people in comments. I I don't read comments um, on anything and I would highly suggest all of you stop reading. If you read the news, don't read the comments, sweet friends. But friends will send me. Some particularly good comments because they know I love to look at brains in action, right? Oh my goodness, we're all just frantic. We have mismanaged brains right now. And as you know, I believe that doesn't have to be the case, that doesn't have to be your story. But your brain is just going to to, to do what it's always done and, and just keep you safe. I also want to say this, our brains are also like, we have a negativity bias in our brains. So our brains are looking for those negative stories, the negativity, the, the things that are just, just negative. How many times can I say negative, but you get the point here. That's why oftentimes we respond and remember a negative comment or a negative reaction more more so than we would ever remember a positive one. And so, of course, this negative um, experience and these negative circumstances and these negative emotions, they're like, this is our brain's like on fire with all of this. So how do you change that? We know what you focus on grows talked about this before. It's not the law of attraction for me. It is the principles of behavioral intervention. When you train a rat, you know you just train it with positive encouragement, positive reinforcement. You are shaping behavior by focusing on what you want more of, and you're gonna see it, you're gonna reward it, and you're gonna like wire it into their brains and you're wiring it into your own. Do this with kids. And so when we are like seeing, we like, we're gonna see the positive, we're gonna see the negative. And so when your brain is just has that negativity bias you're going to have to rewire that. But this isn't some Pollyanna, like, life is always beautiful. I'm always going to be positive. No. And that, I think, really leads us into um, our third point, which is what happens in your brain when you experience stress. Because, okay, here's the deal. When you are overwhelmed and when you experience stress, if you want to be positive all the time your brain will be like no i need to feel my feelings i really feel stressed i really feel overwhelmed i really feel confused i really feel upset about all of these changes in the pandemic that have been made for me that i haven't i haven't had a voice in this and so when you Don't allow yourself to experience those feelings, those emotions. It's going to just, it's going to come out all over the place, right? Your emotions are going to spill out all over the place. What I often do is the first thing I do with my clients is teach them how to feel their feelings for the first time. And often we have to talk about, and you probably heard me talk about this on the podcast, there are four ways that we experience emotion, right? First, distract, super good at it. How many of us, when the pandemic first started or now, are on our phones, are overeating, overdrinking, overspending, because so we're like, it's getting too much, I'm experiencing stress, and I must distract. I cannot feel these emotions. The second choice we have, as always, is to resist the feeling. You're going to stuff it down, and you're going to be super positive in the name of, of all pop psychology things, and you're not going to feel. You don't have time to feel overwhelmed about this pandemic. And what good is it going to do? Well, here's the deal. It's going to do a lot of good to feel your feelings because we know you cannot change without first feeling the feelings. Okay. Third option you have when feelings come up, you're experiencing stress over this pandemic. You could just decide to overreact to it. We saw this and we're seeing this right now. So you could there there are several overreaction ways you could say woe is me everything is hard this is too much for me i cannot even think about anything you could attack others that are making choices differently from you like i chose to homeschool my kids this year and i received messages sweet friends about that decision and about how that wasn't healthy for my kids and i was ruining did, did i know like social, emotional, uh, what that would do for them. And I was like, yes, I do. Thank you. I trained in developmental psych. Sometimes I can get very righteous, but I'm clear about my choices that I make. And I don't need someone overreacting to their own feelings and their own fears and trying to make that about me when it's really about them. So this overreaction, we also see, um, my mother sent me this video of, uh, it was called Costco Karen. Don't know if anybody's seen it, but it is a grown woman who is asked to put on her mask in Costco and she physically sits down and throws a fit, right? And we've often talked about that primitive part of our brains. Is literally a toddler who will sit down in the middle of a store and it just broke my heart I was like oddly fascinated and also heartbroken for this woman who clearly is in so much pain who clearly is so overwhelmed by the stress and all the changes that she cannot manage her brain around it here's a rule If you want to shop in the store, you follow it. Simple. You don't have to make it mean anything about you. You don't have to create stories in your brain. Just follow. It's facts. It's data. No drama. So I'm oddly, like, fascinated by all the ways that we are experiencing the pandemic and overreacting to our feelings. And the fourth option we have when an emotion comes up is just to feel it. And how many of us do not know how to just feel our feelings to feel stressed? What would it be like to just feel the stress, know where it is in your body, to give it a color, to give it like all of the things to breathe and decide on the other side what it would look like, what we would want to think and to feel and to act and, and, and to have as a result of just feeling the feeling and moving on. Instead of like trying to do all of the things that will not work. And so it's, there's such a beauty in this work because no longer are we trying to control ourselves, trying to control others, trying to control our situations because we understand that we can feel And then think a new thought that creates a new feeling that we want to have and creates new action. So I really want you to think about like what happens in your brain when you experience stress? What do you do? What's your what is your pattern? What do you tell yourself? What stories do you tell yourself? I think that is um, point number four, right? Yeah, what occurs when you change how you manage stress, when you change your stories about stress? So right now, I hear a lot of moms um, and uh, talk about the overwhelm that comes up around this pandemic. So often we are telling us ourselves stories, like I'm gonna be the only one in charge of educating my kids, thought that. And it's probably true. I mean, it could be true, but that story, that thought doesn't feel good. I could have a different thought. Like I get, and this is my thought now, I get to educate my kids. How incredible of an opportunity. I'm so excited. And yes, it will be hard, but I will meet myself every day and I will feel my emotions. And it will be difficult, but I'll still do it. So I really want you to think about the stories you're telling yourself. We believe when our our pandemic stories or stories around crisis, or even our stories, because I believe that what we are experiencing now is probably what we experienced before in response to stress and crisis and overwhelm. Oftentimes, we think as women, um, the world is on our shoulders, and we have to be responsible for everything. And this may be true. I, I, I was a single mom. I met my husband and had our second son. So like, I get it. And I hear mom saying this, and it could be true, but you don't have to have that thought that creates the emotion that is not right for you, not right for taking action. We know. That when you constantly have thoughts that you are overwhelmed, you will feel overwhelmed and exhausted. And when you have these emotions, you cannot take purposeful and intentional action. You cannot change your results, you cannot change your action from thoughts and emotions of overwhelm and fear and stress. And there is a new way. And and that's what I do. I really help women, like, change our stories. And really, we know thoughts are just stories, sentences in our brain. And so I really want you to explore what you've told yourself historically about how you manage stress how you manage change. If you have the thought I'm really bad at change, I've never been good at change. I'm not good at stressful situations and I had these friends. <laughs> what does that say to you? And this is what I want to teach you is that I want to teach you one thing you can do today to manage your brain to respond to change to respond to a pandemic you get to create anchor thoughts thoughts that you create on purpose that will anchor you to the feeling you want to have anchor you to the action you want to take anchor you to the result you want to create because no one wants to have a mismanaged brain in a pandemic so, I want you to think about the thoughts you need to have and the emotions you need to have to manage your brain during this time. But manage your brain during any crisis that happens to you oftentimes and we know every brain is different, so i 'm going to give you some anchor thoughts to help you understand or to, to, to Feel emotions, and you decide which anchor thought like speaks to you literally and which what feels right for you. I can figure this out. My brain is designed to show me danger, and it's just confused right now. Like, how, how do you feel when you have that thought? Like, yeah, my brain's doing what it's meant to do. You feel more in control. Or if you have the thought, I don't have to listen to the negative Nancy in my brain. How does that make you feel? And oftentimes when we're anchoring in thought and and we're in a place of serious stress, we're going to have to just have neutral thoughts. We're not going to have like, I'm ready to tackle this pandemic thoughts. I'm ready to tackle homeschooling. It will be more, those, those feelings will be more neutral. Feelings like, okay, of like, thoughtfulness, commitment, dedication, versus excitement, joy. <laughs> I often think because of our society's misunderstanding of, of psychological principles even, And you guys know, I I apparently get really worked up about this, Um, of of people that are well-meaning and well-intentioned, but don't have all the information, and they're telling us how to manage our brain, and the information is wrong, and we end up doing more damage than before. And so when you can understand that you can change your brain in real ways, in ways that will change your life, but you need to have the right information, you can manage your brain in any crisis, whether it's the COVID pandemic, whether it's you not having air conditioning in your 102-year-old home, (laughs) right, you can create anything. You can can manage any change, you can manage your brain during any crisis because you know the steps you take to do so. And I highly recommend you write down an anchor thought every day and see what happens to your brain, what happens to your life. And here's the deal. I also want to invite you. This is the last week to join for this month, the Courageous Life Society. And I am so excited because in August, our topic will be getting things done. Your getting things done might be learning to feel your emotions. That might need to be what you will get done for this month. And I will will take you through every step on how to do that. Yours might be you want to get your your system set up to be organized for homeschooling. Yours might be you want to create a sales page or a website or a course. This can be personal. This can be professional. You're going to get it done in August, by learning how to manage your brain to create the results you want in your life. (gasps) So if you want more information on that, you go to jessicaston.com forward slash society. And if you are not on my email list, oh, please sign up, go to my website, jessicaston.com. And I always Send out more information each each week about the topics we're discussing on the podcast and in the Facebook videos. So you don't have to figure this out on your own. I got you, boo. Here's what I want you to do. When you are overwhelmed, you're gonna remember you have that negative Nancy in your brain. Nothing's going wrong. And that you can rewire your brain success. I'm so honored to be with you guys. I'm so thrilled. And I just hope you have a great and courageous week. Take care, everyone. Um, I'll see you next week. See ya. Hey, it's Jessica. I just wanted to quickly, um, before we go, I wanted to invite you um, to start coaching with me. I know that there is so much going on in this world. And all we want to do is take control of our lives to feel more joy and more peace. And really what we know is that someone outside of the stories you're telling yourself, someone outside of the narrative and the thoughts in your brain, someone can help you walk through this time. I want to be that person. I would be so honored to help you. We get to create the habits to help us feel good and rewire your brain. And really, you don't have to live in chaos anymore. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You have the key to your own joy. And I want to help you with the tools to unlock that joy. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm offering individual coaching practices right now with payment plans. You can try this out for one month. So book a free discovery session on my website, jessicastong.com. You can um, really just look into what I do. There is no obligation in these free discovery sessions. It's one hour of coaching consult to discuss what we can do together. We can do this. There is never going to be a better time than now. So do this and watch your life change. I'm so excited for you. Um, Again, I can't wait to work with you. And um, if you have any questions, you also can email me at stong.jessica at gmail.com. Thanks so much. See you next week.